0: listening to Gone Mobile, your input and output for all things MAUI and mobile. Welcome back to another Gone Mobile. Hey, Alan, how's it going? Good. How are you, John? Well, I'm okay. Uh, I'm fighting off COVID currently. So hopefully, hopefully we get through this episode before I pass out from that.
1: Well, you look all right today. You don't look sick. You don't look tired. But I assume you're hopped up on your your uh, your super coffee that you tend to make. Yeah, can't hurt. So we're uh, we're going to be talking about some fun stuff today. But I want to open with uh, so so John is a notorious hard sell for pretty much everything. Everything I try to get, I pretty much try all the things. Yeah, all the toys, all the the stuff. I'm trying to get you to buy a lightsaber at Disney World because it's you know it's too cool. It's just you have to do it. The other thing oh, I've
0: they just so much money. Yeah, but dude, it's Star Wars, it's beyond epic. You need you need to do it. I heard they were hurting now anyway, so maybe they, they need a little bit of charity. Really? Disney. Oh. Yeah. Well. So the other thing that he's
1: notoriously hard to sell on is technologies. John is absolutely insane to sell but I do have a screenshot because eventually he did say he had drank the Kool-Aid of DI or dependency injection. I kept a screenshot by the way. Kept it.
0: Well, that one's built in the box now, right? Yeah. My, my problem usually is I've found over the years that developing my app, the one app that I make, I've been burned a number of times by taking dependencies on things. And so, you know, usually it goes something like this. It's like, okay, I'll use this thing. And it's like, well, It's not doing that much for me. I could probably write this myself pretty easily. And then, you know, down, down the rabbit hole, you go, or I go. Yeah, it's, it's true,
1: but I have the screenshot to prove it. He's in James Montemagno said the same thing. He was originally against DI. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get an audio clip of him saying it, but we were having a talk and he's like, you know, I kind of do like DI now because it's in the box. It just has to be in the box. So that's the
0: same thing in the box. All right. It's it's a fair answer. I'll take it. So but, so what out of box thinking are you uh, oh, doing this, lately?
1: This is one I've been I've been waiting for because I've been trying for a couple of years and I know the .net community's not big on it, but they really should be cuz once you drink this Kool-Aid, you're kind of in it for life. And spe- specifically what I'm talking about is RX or reactive extensions. This has been one I've been I've been trying to pitch John on for years and uh, we're going to see,
0: we're going to see if I can get him into it. The, this has been one that I've specifically avoided and, and also avoided taking dependencies on things that take dependencies on RX. And I'm, I'm curious, you know, that the last time I gave it a hard look was a while ago, I'll, I will admit. Um, So maybe things have changed since, and and some of my concerns are no longer super uh, valid or relevant. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you're going to have to do a pretty good job to to get me, you know, onto the dark side this episode. Oh, wow. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Maybe you need to go buy a red lightsaber
1: at the same time we talk about RX. So, I I mean, really what people want to know first is why, what's this big? and i'm going to say rx because saying reactive
0: extensions every time it's going to you know i'm going to run out of saliva we don't don't need more seconds on the episode of us blabbering
1: right so a lot of people want to know what's good about rx well you know a lot of things hinge around c-sharp events and if you listen to mads uh, you know the c-sharp design team and stuff a lot of them will admit well events were a mistake um john
0: how do you feel about events let's start there I mean, yeah, I, I would tend to side more with that that um, school of thought. They're nice in theory, right? But the the problem is that, of course, they're really not super easy to use properly, or at least even if you know, even if you do know what you're doing with them, sometimes it's pretty easy to be really lazy about them, or just to have a hard time to like properly, you know, unsubscribe from things and find the right place to to deal with them and stuff like that. And so, over time, that has been a bit of a challenge, especially on something like iOS. Uh, we actually did a lot of work in recent, more recently, in iOS to on, on Maui specifically to curb uh, our own usage of iOS APIs that have events and and not just events. There's other patterns that can weirdly. Um, hold on to like circular references because of the whole way that like crossing the native interop bridge to iOS and stuff works. So like Jonathan peppers has done a ton of work trying to, uh, first of all, he made an analyzer to help kind of identify some of those situations and then done a bunch of work to clean up our own usages in Maui around them. So clearly like if, if in Maui itself, we're having problems, you know, in a lot of cases to try and use events and, and some of those patterns properly, then, you know, yeah, other people are gonna maybe not do the best job of it themselves either. So, I'm mixed. I I, I think they can be useful uh, in certain cases, especially in like kind of the multicast case, right? Or uh, yeah, like for Android, the pattern has uh, on Android. If you have written against those APIs, is very much like listener based, and and you can deal with multicast stuff there too by having a list of listeners that kind of add themselves, right? But I've always liked the Android pattern of um, you know, add listener, remove listener. And I get to kind of define the interface uh, or not define the interface. I get to implement the interface uh, for that listener and then add myself to it. Um, so what I do a lot in code is like, you know, usage of delegates and stuff instead of events where I'll, I'll set like a, in my own, like junk code that isn't public and nobody else is consuming, you know, I'll do like a, a, a delegate that I set in a place that gets called so that I'm not actually creating events and stuff. So roundabout way, I, I guess I'm, I'm m- more not pro events. I'm more pro other things. And so maybe that's a good little foothold for you to to have here. Oh well, yes. That's, that's exactly what I was looking for.
1: And, and if we think about it, right. These events, the event structure, at least the one that C sharp follows really doesn't exist in any of the other languages. Right. Um, yeah. Not Java, not Objective C, uh well, pretty much pretty much every other language. We won't even go through them all, right? So they're all based on kind of what you were saying. This this delegate, give it like a listener. Um mm-hmm. Objective C's got like their callbacks kind of stuff. What does Objective C call their stupid things again? I'm having a brain fart. Oh. Uh, Doesn't yeah, matter. Me too. They 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 have like a messaging kind of thing that goes out. But moral of the story is really it's it's really hard to garbage collect. Some of those event handlers, right? And you tend to get the memory leaks yeah. strictly in C sharp because of that. It, would you would you say it's a fair assumption to say that event handlers are the number one memory leaks that you see with Maui customers and kind of the issues that you guys might yeah, find internally? I, I think
0: that's I think that's fair to say. Like I said, on iOS, there's other patterns that you can encounter that are not super obvious that will also lead to similar leaks. But I think if you consider all of the platforms. And kind of the typical use case of of customers like customers probably don't as often deal with the iOS APIs directly, right? So they're yes. using like Maui APIs and stuff. And so, yeah, I think that's a fair a fair statement. Good, there's my footholds, my my strikes against events. <sighs> Now, I don't like
1: it. Giving you already too much. Well, well, it's it's all right because th- there is other ways to do it. We get into stuff like actions now. I mean, I find I'm using less and less events, anyways, where RX isn't available. I'm using more mm-hmm. like the function passers, the action passers, etc., and then maybe keeping a yep. list myself, um, just because it's a, it's a little bit easier. But you know, one of the things that I wanted to pr- kind of bring up. So while well, we've got these footholds, is is to say like. You know who invented RX?
0: I don't actually. It was. I you feel guys. like I'll, when you tell me, I'll know it. It was Microsoft. We, we, yeah. Okay.
1: Microsoft invented them. Um, I think it was for the 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 Bing, which really nobody uses unless it's forced
0: on you, right? But um, Bing. I thought you were going to give me a name of somebody.
1: No, 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 no. It was it was Bing that created. Th- I'm ninety percent sure on that. Um, it was created for Bing. Uh, they used it and then they stopped using it just because they wanted to go to Net Eight and I don't know. For server side, I find that that Rx isn't as big of a deal to be honest. But when we start talking about Maui, um, there's some great there's some great stuff out there, right? And Rx as a whole pretty much exists everywhere. Like Rx Java is huge. Um, I'm not sure what the JavaScript world thinks of it anymore. They tend to change frameworks every other day, so it's really hard to say for yeah. them.
0: I, I think well and, and we'll get into this a bit too but like you know i'm i maybe need some also help understanding like the difference but like what does rx give you on top of some of the you know interfaces and patterns that are kind of baked in already oh we're getting there um, we're
1: getting there i I'm because, ready. And,
0: and so like typescript has some of that too right so yeah. like maybe not full rx but some of those same um interfaces and and things
1: so so a lot of the stuff is is there partially but, but some of the stuff that, that Rx does well, and it's RX Swift as well. That was the other one uh, that's pretty big. But when we talk about events or even callbacks, the problem is they're not really composable, right? It's like, just, I want to react. Let me know when this thing happens. And then you start doing mm-hmm. code, right? But what if you wanted to filter that, right? Okay, that sounds pretty easy. You know, I could do... In you know, my event a simple,
0: handler, I can do some if statements, right? An
1: if statement, yeah, you could. Um what if you I want to make it reusable? Media. So that's the first question. If you uh, want to I make could, it, I could,
0: I could make a, a, I can make a method. I can pass in as a, a delegate. Somewhere. True, true. But you got to create those things. So
1: that that's fair. Mm-hmm. How about transforms? Right. So maybe I want to get something out of these events because an event is a stream. Right. At the end of the day, so mm-hmm. I want to, I want to get that stream. I want to filter it. So fine, we can filter it relatively easy. We still have to do some boilerplate. But what about transforming it? kind of same deal maybe
0: yeah another method you know in and out
1: yeah and you you have to make it chainable and stuff so well Mm -hmm. you chaining it is nice maybe now what about when we get into stuff like buffering and time windowing Mm. and some of the more complicated cases right because a lot of people take that for 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 granted they're like oh i'll just i'll do the the calculation right now
0: yeah. oh yeah well that or, or I'll, oh. I'll put some timers in and, and do some fun things with that
1: how about sync locking it right what about uh, synchronization yeah, yeah yeah you got to do that too yeah sure so yeah. so what if i told you some of these things you could do it in like one line of code right in rx so i could do something like okay i want to listen on a on a sensor change
0: wait 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 no, wait how? how long of one line of code because I can make some pretty good one lines of code too that are technically one line.
1: Well, I think one of the things about observables is they're very uh, composite, right? So I can just keep ticking things on and very easily chain it with writing a ton of my own code, right? It's, it's very uncommon nowadays to have it go and write something that deals with an observable and then chain onto mm-hmm. it. it. It almost all comes out of the box. So they have stuff like... So I've done a lot of work on like fleet services where you have all these sensors and some of these sensors are just, you know, killing you with info, right? So you maybe only wanna take it when you've got, let's say six events, but then I also have to thread lock that because I want six events, but I want data to keep flowing. So when you think about that, okay, it is easy, but you have to think about it and you have to do the work to do
0: the thing, Right. right? And, and, you know, I, I will, I guess, admit that, you know, in doing some of that code, I might actually write bugs into the code too.
1: Right. And the next part of that is like the, the time windowing, right? So maybe, okay, so I want to get, you know, of those readings, maybe I want to take them averaged so that I can do my, my, something like a transform. I want to get the average of mm-hmm. those readings, but I want that average to be over 10 seconds. Right. So, you can do all these composable things where you can say where the sensor is greater than zero, where the sensor is still connected, um, transform it after I've buffered an average of 10 seconds, right? And then you get a value. So, think about that just in terms of writing that code, right? You have to timestamp everything and say, has it been six seconds? No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, has it been 10 seconds? You have to timestamp everything. And hope that you've kind of done all those calculations properly. Then you have to do the summarization or averaging yourself. You know, I got this mm-hmm. many readings. Here's the average value, blah, blah, blah. Right? This is kind of all stuff that comes out of the box. And it's not really easy. Like, there's obviously a lot more that Rx does. I just like to go into the real big, like, these are some key use cases that when you kind start thinking common, about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, examples, right? Yeah. It,
1: it, it's, it's hard to do. Right? Right. And kind of going back to the events, one of the, the things that Rx does make easy, and not that you should do this, but it, it kind of is something you can get away with, is, you know, you create a subscription. So when I subscribe to to an observable, I say, I'm interested in knowing about this. But what it does, instead mm-hmm. of hooking, you know, uh, a hard event, it's giving you uh, like, a, like an instance or, or something that can be garbage collected, right? There's still mm-hmm. ways to pin it, fine, but... For the most part, if you've got that class or you've got that instance, the garbage collector can see it, mark it, kill it. That doesn't mean you do it. You can still be a good citizen and clean these things up, and you probably should. But it just kind of helps make things a little bit easier, right? So far, so good. You, you, you okay? Yeah, I think
0: I think you know one of the things to maybe back up a, a step because. I know I'm still, I won't say I'm confused about it, but it's one of the things that I wasn't immediately, uh, understanding of, which is you've mentioned the word, you know, observable, right? Yeah. Like what, I know there's some stuff baked into the, the framework and i I think Rx builds on top of some of those things. Yep. Is that true? Like what can, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what is an observable?
1: So an observable is actually built into .NET Core. So I observable is the interface. It's right in the guts of the runtime um, or the mm-hmm. SDK, I guess the SDK is more appropriate here um, as well as I observer, right? So I'm going, I want an observable, which is how I work with things. And I'm going to observe a thing. So an event, right? An event like a button click. That's a bad example. Um, but I want to watch something and I want to respond to it the same way as an event. Um,
0: and it's, it's, it's just, it's all right there in an easy interface, Right. It's like, it's kind of a. What, what does that interface? Yeah, like maybe maybe we should walk through the interface, right? Because it's not that that complex.
1: Well, I, I think the best thing to do is is look at it from the eye observer, because that's really the one that says on next. So here's the next event. I'm going to feed it something, right? So that it has really three methods, on on next, on completed, because mm-hmm. observables mm-hmm. and events, that's a, something an event doesn't really have as a completion phase, right? So maybe you get 10 events, and it's done. Um, I mean, there's tricks you have to get around there, but so it has on completed to say this is the end of the stream and it has an on error, right? So Mm -hmm. that's pretty much at the end of the day, what an observable does is it emits an observer and you whip things through it on next. So is that something that
0: people, you know, will often be implementing themselves then? Like what, what does that, like, what does that look like?
1: You can, you can, uh, you can create it yourself. What, uh reactive extensions does really nice is really built on all these things like the 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 composite methods right so the where the select the things we're used to from link it really turns your event stream into uh you know link it's it's link for an event this is the best way So, so rx
0: has like some implementation that i can say like here is the event and i want you to turn that into an observable yep
1: and and that or, or a- they've got a call so you can do observable from event you give it the hook, right? Mm-hmm. You give it an unhook, right? So it builds that into the box. You can't have a hook without an
0: unhook. Um, and and what does the what's the hook and unhook doing exactly? So it'll be
1: you're doing your plus equals for your event handler and then your mm-hmm. uh, deallocation or minus equals um, your event handler. So and that's the other thing that's kind of in the kind of built out of with reactive extensions is that with everything that you have, we're listening on there's what you do is you return a method to clean it all up. Right. That's not something you really do in, in events. You just kind of have to do that thing at some point. Right. But there might be several things. So in an observable, I may listen to maybe multiple events, right. Um, It's kind of hard to describe here. I'm trying to think of a good scenario, but like, uh, A connected and a disconnected, well, you- right? So let's say okay. connectivity. Now I realize you could put a flag out, but maybe they're two separate events. I think in iOS, mm-hmm. there might actually be two separate events for that, right? I don't know. Could be. Don't correct me on that. Don't, don't, don't correct me on that. I could be wrong. But you, ha- you have two <laughs> events. So I want them to be filtered into one observable, a true or false. So I'm going to hook both events, but I want my cleanup, which is just basically returning an action. I want my cleanup to deallocate both of those events. Right, because I still have to deal with the memory, but now I don't have to tell yeah. the user, "Yeah, you really should clean those things up. Be a good citizen for your app and, and clean it up." We just do it for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's one of the big things I like because, so I use observables in shiny, and the the place where they're most valuable is really Bluetooth, right? Because Bluetooth tends to hammer a lot of this stuff, like. Um, a notification characteristic. So that's when the the device is saying, here's my reading, here's my reading, here's my reading. It doesn't care. It just keeps feeding you the Mm -hmm. readings. And then you're going to filter and transform that constantly. I may take a window on it, et cetera. Um, But I'm going to hook several things from the platform to get that one kind
0: of nice, juicy, observable stream. That one line. Yeah, Yeah, the one stream that's coming back to you, right?
1: Right. And then... Because it's, again, the native platforms are a little bit weirder. There might be several things I have to unhook, right? So Android, you have to hook to the descriptor. You have to hook to a characteristic. It's, it's just stupid. So users don't necessarily know that. Um, and I don't want to take the time to explain all the intricacies of, of how to clean up an Android because it's hard. So when we talk about cross-platform, this is where kind of some of those cool things come in, is that I can just kind of do it for you. So you're calling the observable. You say, tell me when my device tells me something, right? And then when I dispose of my descript- uh, subscription, just clean it up for me, man. I don't care how you do it. I don't
0: care what wild stuff you have to do, which can be quite extreme in some cases. So is there any, like in Rx itself, is there anything that's like built in to deal with some platform specific stuff? Or or is that, you know, it's it's more just the pattern because you're, you know, wiring things up.
1: They did have some wild stuff around threading because they like to manage a lot of the threading under the hood. Okay, um, but that was more UWP Windows phase, and I think that they're slow. I think that they've almost gotten rid of that. It's not really needed with modern .NET, but back in .NET Standard days, you know, Windows Windows tends to do some fun things, right? So they had like a yeah, yeah. like a special threading model just for Windows. Um, if we enter something like uh reactive ui so that's a great open source project that's built for maui it's built for blazer i think they pretty much touch every platform in the dotnet ecosystem to be honest um obviously on each platform like when we talk about android and ios they have their own thread scheduler right so you have to i don't remember what they both are again this is why i'm cross platform once i write it once <laughs> i forget the native Yeah. so they they both have this concept of like a thread scheduler and obviously that's different between iOS and Android, right? So RXUI mm-hmm. provides some of these things out of the box. You can also piggyback into um Maui's, because Maui has that thread handler essentials does, right? Yep. So all the all so those do, great do things. You,
0: like are you using like the the RXUI stuff? Is that something you commonly are using in, in your Maui apps? Like you know, I think the way that I'm understanding this, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that like Rx at the core is is really just some nice helper implementations over like the core observable and observer stuff. Is right. that a fair statement? Yes, it is.
1: Now, okay. it, it would be the same. You know, I like to describe view models, right? So view model is nothing more.
0: Than how we describe INPC or I notify property changed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's like I implement that somehow and now I've got a view model.
1: And really it's, it's just the case of saying here's the magic string property name of what just changed. So I I realize a lot of people think that, that view models and all the stuff that, that it does is magic, but it's really not. It just says uh, first name property changed. And then Maui goes, Oh, okay. I see you're bound here. I'm going to, I'm going to, request a read on that property, right? It does some reflection, Mm -hmm. but it it basically emits it into that value. But we put a lot of magic around this because there's a lot of boilerplate. Maybe we don't want to change if the first name hasn't changed. Maybe I entered Allen twice and we don't need to notify the UI to redraw, right? Then you also have to tell the event to fire. Then you want to say the, you know, if you suffer from long property names, then you got to type all that in, right? So we put a lot of magic yeah. And extensions around view models. So in, in a lot of cases, Rx is just the same. It's putting a lot of magic around two simple interfaces and making it really cool to work with. And I know that's it's a tough sell because we're doing a podcast, so I'm not really making John type. But I am going to make <laughs> him think. I, so I, I know he's a bit yeah. sick today, but I, I'm seeing John's face live, so I know he's not that sick that he can't answer some questions skill testing questions, right? <laughs> we'll see, I guess. <laughs> so what I want to throw at, because people just go, oh, Rx is this big, complicated thing. I don't need it. It's too magical. It's hard to understand. And if we talk about the pros and cons, which we will, some of that stuff is true, right? Rx does require a bit of a different thinking. But let's come at mm-hmm. this from another angle and say, how would you solve this if? So you know John doesn't touch Rx. He doesn't care for it. But let me give you some test some some skill testing questions. Oh boy. How would you solve it? and we're just talking conceptually, right? And and just yeah, to get yeah. the, the the juices flowing of, yeah, okay, this would kind of suck to make reusable, right? And mm-hmm. I I like to not use things like converters and and all the XAML stuff. Like I hate converters. If you got converters, they're not testable, right? You have to test them elsewhere. So no, I like stuff to happen are, in the viewer. Sore in- point. Right. And, and any of the transformers or what's that other one you guys have extensions, right? XAML extensions where you can return like, mm-hmm. I don't know, localizations. a common one I see. I hate it. I don't, I, it's, it, my view model's testable. I can get those things to be testable. Converters are baked into the tech. So I have to test them separately. So I like to get this stuff reusable from my view models. So you don't get to use any of your Maui XAML uh, intricacies here. So I'm going to make you, I'm going to take some tools away from you because, okay, because reasons. Okay. So let's start nice and easy. Um, let's start. nice. Yeah, and I easy.
0: like to, that we have like a show note page and I you know, looked at it beforehand and I'm like, Oh, that's, this is fine. Like you, Alan's like, Oh, I'm going to make this, you know, I have this idea for the show where I'm going to, you know, pick your brain on it and convince you. And I'm like looking at the. You know the the cheat sheet here and it's like yeah that's nothing so you've got a whole other doc somewhere then apparently that yes you've got this and you've been hiding it from me
1: yeah because john gets too oh, prepared for sticky. things he gets prepared for things and then you're like okay well dudes had time to think of answers and <laughs> i'm just going to hit him live because then this is where what if i told you i could do x in one line or b in two lines right so that's, that's what we're trying to do here. So one of the common ones I love to do in MAUI is, and, and this is right on the Reactive UI page. Don't search it because I'll hear your keyboard. I'll hear that clickety thing of yours. Um, is something as easy as as the user types, right? You may want to do a search. You are looking. I can, yeah, you just, just... I just hit keys. I can, I can yeah, see the reflection I, I of your monitor.
0: ASDF, ASDF, and it's not pulling up any answers for me.
1: I can see the reflection of the monitor off your glasses anyway. So if, I'll, be, nice. I'll be able to
0: tell if you're cheating. Sorry, I'm just trying to uh, delay here. Okay, that's fine.
1: So one of the easy ones I like to do is, you know, what ha- people do like as I'm typing, I want to do a search, right? Yep. Let's 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 unpack that right from phase one. You have a view model, so again, you don't you have an entry. It's bound to a view model, a property that may say search text, for example. From search text in your view model. Again, I've removed Maui. You have no extensions. You have no open source. Let's unpack that.
0: What does that look like to you? What's the first thing you? are I've do? done. I've done something like this before, actually, because well, like you're talking about, like I start typing, and you don't want to like hammer the API, right? Like, okay, Turbo, you're skipping ahead too fast that? on me here. Okay you're,
1: okay, you're right. You're right. But where are you going to start, yeah. right? Because this is the user thinking, right? Well, I'll just do right. it. As so they you, type.
0: you're going to. You're going to start, you know, by getting the the text changed or something right of that text box. And you're going to wire that event up. And then you're going to start saying, okay, uh, the user is typing. So every time the text changes, I know they've typed something or backspaced something. Mm -hmm. And I potentially want to use that something to go. I don't know if we're talking like a search API. Yep. Call that API and and pull data back in.
1: Yep. That's, that's it. So you, you started with an event. Okay. Yep. and you're right. You, you skipped ahead on me, of course. That's something you do. I gave you a
0: chance <laughs> to prepare. I call it breathe. I, this is. I know this is this is one of the. I, I was going to actually ask you earlier. I'm like, you know, is this one of the, the what you would call like a, a canonical example of you know what RX is good at? So maybe I already don't know the answer here. Well, I, I. But you're prepared for the simple cases. I'm coming up with more, right? Okay, I mean, I've okay. I've got
1: more. Don't worry. I'm, I'm right. getting you there. So what I like to say is when the user stops to breathe. Right. So you right. and I can type pretty fast. Right. So I'm going to type a sentence, but let's say I'm searching for a name. A name's a good one because, you know, I might spell your name wrong. I might spell it with an H. Right.
0: I know. I know where you're going here. I, I like it. I okay. can't really okay. refute it, but I know where you're going.
1: Okay. So let's say I, I just spelled J-O-H of your name. Okay. I, I typed it really right. quick.
0: Now I want to search. You'd be spelling it wrong because it's J-O-N. I know. But, you know, no, no, I did, it did that
1: on purpose. I told you what if I'm going to have a spelling mistake. I opened with it. Okay. I know how to spell your name. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick, remember. Okay. Okay. It's a little crappy. That's all right. I'm going to hit you with the breathe. So now I only want you to hit this API when the user stops to breathe.
0: Right. How would you go about doing so, that? So I, I think in the past I have used a timer. Okay. And I would, uh, I would start that timer at some point. I forget. Yeah, I guess when they've started, when the when it's focused or they've started typing, when, it, when the text box isn't empty, right? I would change that timer to say like, okay, I don't know, whatever the value is, maybe it's 500 milliseconds. Mm-hmm. And every time the text changes, if the timer has not yet elapsed, I would reset the timer so that we, we continue to wait for that breathing room. And then once they've stopped typing and that timer elapses because they've no longer made changes so it doesn't get reset again, I would say, okay. They've paused, and now I'm going to go hit the API and get the results back. Cool. It's a good start. It's a
1: good start. How how much code do you think that is? Just to get, just ballpark it. A few lines. Five, six lines, Okay, five or six lines. Now- Worst case. Depends
0: if you're using braces or not.
1: Now I took my breath and I start typing again. What's something you might want to happen at that
0: point? at that point well there could be a couple things i guess if i'm getting really serious about it if i have a request that's already going out there maybe i want to cancel it if it hasn't completed because okay. you know they've already changed what they're typing so like is it really in the, you know is it helpful to return the results back from the previous state still if it's not already back so i might cancel the exist the you know an existing call that's in process okay uh and then i would start the timer again right because i know that like now they're starting typing again and I want to again catch when they've taken a breath to go query the API.
1: So let's be fair let's say three lines of more code so we're up to yeah sure sure. nine ten somewhere in there okay give or take now because I spelled your name wrong see I was leading the witness Mm -hmm. I know damn well how to spell your name give me a break here well, I don't know. Maybe you didn't read the screen here. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, I so I still have I still have a brain fart, and I typed the H. So I backspace the H, and I typed the H again. So the input hasn't really changed. You no, know probably got an event search.
0: for both of those, right?
1: Right. So you ran the search twice for the same thing. You canceled it out. Maybe.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, when you hit backspace, I probably started the timer again. And then when you breathe again, yeah, the timer will elapse and I would have sent out again.
1: Right. But let's say, so I guess,
0: I guess if you put it back, yeah, then I would have done two wrong, you know, two queries for J O H. Okay.
1: Right. So let's unpack that one then, because now I've got you in a good spot. Now, now I got the gun to you. <laughs> I don't want you to cancel the last one. I want you to keep going. Cause I didn't really change. I'm still searching by your, your, the, the misspelling of your name. Right. But so don't cancel that. So what would you do now? I know okay, I'm challenging. Okay, I
0: guess I would have to keep a, a cache of like what the last value that I sent to the API was, mm-hmm. right? And then if all these changes happen again, and and previously I was going to say, okay, I'll cancel the pending request because there's something newer. But then I would start to say, well, let's before we cancel it, like let's see if the, the value that we have now is any different than what we... Are waiting on the results back for the the first request, right? So I would maybe start to look at that, and then obviously keep updating that cache request every time a new one goes out. So let's see. Like I uh, value. How 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 many lines of code do we want to guess at that one?
1: Maybe five. Another couple. Another three. Another,
0: another three? three. Okay. Yeah. I'm, three. You know, one for the variable, and one for like if you know if so it's changed the same. and how to cancel. Yeah, I guess four. Four because I have to update the var value somewhere
1: so around 14 15 lines okay so we're doing good sure. we're doing good um now i also want to validate it so i'm going to add some filtering and now that th- to be fair this isn't a lot because it's you know i probably don't want to cancel if it's you know if i i, I don't think you have any numbers in your name thankfully most of us don't i've seen names with exclamations so. in them that are pops or something but you know we may want to validate stuff and say this is junk input who cares throw it out so mm-hmm. sure we could do that in one line of code but we don't necessarily want to cancel our request either or do we
0: i don't know right well you could like use you know maybe i would throw a regular expression in there and then i would always filter the the value through that so that all of my previous logic is good cuz it's going to toss out any of the characters i don't care about okay so we've got i'd
1: say a relatively good thought oh and there was one other thing i'll put in here but i'm going to let you open
0: reactive com now or sorry uh dot net hold on hold on on. i was gonna i was expecting that you were also gonna say something about like hey i'm searching for a name and so you know if i if somebody hit like a space maybe that would clue me in that like they've completed part of the name and i would do he is already
1: looking at reactive ui because it's exactly not okay swear i'm all right all right all right what am i
0: typing in reactive
1: reactive net. All right. These guys are, are really good because right on their front page, um
0: Oh, they give you an example. They have a cool. good
1: example. So that when any value when we look at reactive UI is built into your view model. So it's basically looking at that I notify property changed on property changed okay. event. Okay. So now mm-hmm. we know what that does. We're saying, Okay, this is the strongly typed value, which that's cool, right? So we don't we're not gonna pass magic strings. So we're saying my search yep. query. So, so I said that's search like
0: the text. name of basically.
1: Yeah. Right? So I'm watching that. I'm going to throttle mm-hmm. it. So I want to throttle by a certain amount of time. Now, we're not going to worry about this task pool scheduler because it can kind of default that stuff. But you said mm-hmm. 500 milliseconds, right? Sure. So I want, I want to admit this event when they've stopped to breathe for 500 mm-hmm. milliseconds. So that's easy for a time span i want to transform it because if i was stupid and i you know i type something and then i backspaced it right or you know i put in you know it's surprising how many people don't trim strings anymore let's be honest yeah so but i I want to make sure i'm not searching on empty so i'm going to trim it and what i'm going to say here now And,
0: and that might be where i toss out some like characters i don't care about as well
1: it potentially right so you could say you know a replace as an example if you wanted yeah, if to i wanted to uh yeah so but now remember how i said i only want to admit events where something has changed since the last value so now as we mm-hmm. look at something and again we're chaining these methods we're not writing kind of nested statements right, so or the, if the statements.
0: next thing is after i've throttled right so it's yep So I I stopped to breathe.
1: So I did that J-O-H. I went, oh, I spelled your name wrong. I backspaced it. I typed H again. And it was like, no, you just gave me this one, dumbass, right? Back up again. right? right. And now I change it to John. I spell your name properly. Now that one's going to come through, right? So the next line, after we've trimmed it, we've done our transform or select. We're saying distinct Mm -hmm. until changed right? So what that's doing is saying, don't let anything through unless you're actually giving me a, a different value since the last time we admitted. So there's a, right. there's some more code savings, right? And again, we're not looking at like a like this cool kind of chain of ifs. It's all in line, right? So if I don't like the mm-hmm. way something's working, I can comment it out, I can reconfigure it, etc. It's pretty cool. Now we're going to apply one more condition on it where we say, you know what, I'm not going to search if you just gave me a space or, you know, junk, you haven't given me anything, right? So I'm going to just not do anything. It's my, it's basically my if statement in line. Now, these other ones, we're not going to worry about either, because they're more, you know, get on the main thread, invoke it, I command, right, we don't need to worry about that. The main thing we'd be doing now is probably usually a subscribe, right? So we'd be subscribing to an event. And it would give us basically a string. Because in this case, search query is a string. Our transform only trims it, still gives you a string. So it's a string Mm -hmm. falling all the way through those composite lines to our subscribe. Mm -hmm. And now from subscribe, we can do a lot of cool things, right? Now, we haven't covered the cancel because we get into more complicated things there. But again, this is all built into the box, right? You could be keeping a cancellation token or an async call right. that's part of your subscribe and canceling it when it hits. Cause you can say, okay, well, whatever was executing, if anything was, you know, now's the time to stop it and let's start a new one. And then when we get that back, then we're going to bind it to a list. Right. So I know it's hard for people to visualize, but what I try to do is get, like, think about the nesting that goes on in your calls. Right. So all those if statements. Yep. You know, all of those kind of properties, because you're going to keep checking, like, let's say that was called search query text, like, you're going to be typing that a lot, right? You may put an alias on it, whatever, but you don't have to in this chain of events, right? So what Rx does is kind of takes all of that nesting and all those lines of code and puts it into one little pretty package. And let's face it, engineers, they like stuff that looks pretty, right? If it, if it's all in line and it's small like this, you can really kind of yeah. digest. Yeah, no,
0: I, I mean it. It's easy to understand. Like, I I do like that it is very, you know, that kind of the order is logical, right? Like, it's like, okay, I'm doing this, then this, then this, then this, as I, as I chain through it, right? It's, it's clean, right? It's clean. Yeah. We already said it, it kind of
1: gets away with, with some of the things that are notoriously hard um, in kind of the view model, observing all of the things that we have to do. It's all in the box, right? It's like a a really cool Mm -hmm. kind of utility library. But it becomes more because this is just one simple scenario. I like to get people really going. Now, we're not going to for the purpose of this episode. I I just like to get people thinking, like, just think about that one use case, right? Think about how we buffer something, right? If I wanted to get a lot of events. Think of how I want something between a certain time window, which is surprisingly hard, right? So I want an event for an average between now and this. And then I want a new window, right? So I want things bundled. There's so many... It's, it's a lot of complexity that people don't understand. And Rx is really good at making that hard stuff easy. Now, in that same token, I will say there is a con because we're changing our thinking on this. It can also make some of the easy things hard if you don't think in terms of how Rx kind of works, right? It's it's kind of a What's, paradigm. Uh,
0: do, do you have an example that you can think of?
1: Um, we're so used to async and async. Like when you do an await on an async method, right? It's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I, my, I need to not do it in an async void, right? It's going to be an async task. I'm going to await something, right? And that's pretty easy to, to consume because to that it's, it's not really an event. I mean, there is enumerable async streams or new async enumerables. There's, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. But those are the syntax kind of makes those nice to work with. But try writing the implementations of them. It's still <laughs> yeah. A bit no, I've, hard. I've
0: actually done that recently. Not well. Not too recently. Not too long ago, though. Yeah, they're 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 interesting. They're kind of challenging,
1: right? So Rx has been doing this forever, right? It's good at admitting events and streaming mm-hmm. results as opposed to here's your mm-hmm. <sniffs> digest it. What it's not good at doing, and and this is where I tend to see issues, is something like a like async completes, right? Events. Don't really complete unless you know they do. Right. So observables mm-hmm. don't really solve that. So, what I tended to, to see people do is they'll do a two task, which turns it in an observable into an async. But what happens is because that's a stream, a stream doesn't complete. Right. It just keeps emitting events.
0: Right. Yeah. So, it's so not what you think it's doing, maybe.
1: But people do this. And it never returns, yeah. and they're like, it's just deadlocked. Well, no, like, well, it's no, never returning. never completed. So this is, again, where, it, where observables, okay, so that's not explicitly understood. It doesn't complete. You have to know that. You have right. to document it. But one of the things you can do to actually stop that is, again, because we're in a link world with these streams, is take one. So I can go through all the okay. submit, take one, two task, and it's just like an async right cuz i know it's going to complete cuz the first event that gets admitted in my kind of nice chain of events is what's going to complete the entire call right so that's pretty cool right like yeah yeah Easy. so am, am i selling you yet yeah, or yeah, you're, you're getting ready <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you? i got i mean you had your own um sheet of of questions that you hit All for right. me um hit, I, hit I have me. some as well yeah good Sur- I'm, surprise surprise no, yeah, i knew you were ready for it uh, <laughs> now the uh um you know just kind of quick uh quiz you know how, how big do you think the assembly size is for uh system.reactive these days um it's up
1: there but it's shrank quite a bit um i know you you've got a number don't you do you already have the number <laughs> yeah, in front i do it. Yeah? yeah yeah so good
0: yeah. h- you want to guess no i'm not gonna guess
1: let let me give you let me just give me with a number i won't even bother to guess no
0: come on okay is it do you think it's less than or greater than five meg it's greater than five meg for for system.reactive yeah because that's just that assembly yeah okay good Uh, you're looking at NuGet packages aren't you yeah i mean you're going the wrong i thought you'd be like oh it's like tiny it's it's 1.3 it's it's not too bad just for system uh, reactive. Like the NuGet itself is big, but there's a bunch of assemblies in it, right? Well there's the link like version,
1: there's, right? There's there's about four assemblies. Okay, fair.
0: I, I'm just looking at system.reactive, the package. Um now granted it has dependencies, of course, too. Um and so like that's that's what the, the next question that I was going to, to arrive at is, you know, with with system, uh, system reactive, like one of the dependencies is system dot link dot expressions. Yep. I've had a lot of problems using that in my apps in the past. Fair. And I'm curious, like, you know, in terms of uh, like a full AOT release mode, uh, I think even with iOS, may- did I try, I-, I had problems using another package that happened to use system link expressions pretty heavily. Uh, and I-, I eventually went away from it just because I couldn't really get around what I was trying to do without. Oh, no setting that assembly to not AOT. And it, just, it was an integral part of my app. I didn't, I didn't really wanna do that. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, is that something that you've run into using that in your apps? No, and here's the reason okay. why, right? So again, if you do any link in
1: iOS or even any, mm-hmm. any environment where there's gonna be tree shaking going on, right? Those dynamics, like when you get into real dynamic, I, I guess it would be fair to say that's expressions are more reflection based, right? truly
0: yes yes and and i and i don't think you're always going to hit paths that hit the complicated you know for aot scenarios either right to be fair so
1: they've got so again this being reactive extensions at the ass end of everything that we've talked about is basically a utility library and that i i feel like i'm really undercutting what it does uh, because they're really strong mm -hmm. utilities But that's what they are. So you use what utilities you need out of that box, right? So I don't personally find a need to get deep into link expressions, especially where a lot of dynamic craziness can happen um, and a lot of the wild reflection. Because if we look at what we're using in Reactive UI, just that statement that I've told everybody to kind of look at, you're not going to see any expressions, like anything dynamic really happening there that requires kind of some runtime interpretation to go on right so it's just not going to hit that um now there's of course ways that you can still hit it i personally have never run into that the the only apps that i tend to run into expression or reflection based things i don't know why people are doing this maybe this is a bit of a rant but i tend to still see people trying to use um entity framework on um on mobile platforms yeah and i get it it's a powerful tech it is i love Entity Framework. I don't love Entity Framework on mobile. It's just there's not enough power there, in yeah, my opinion. It,
0: it's pretty heavy. I mean, you know, it, the other thing about that that I'll, I'll take a tangent on quickly is, like, if you're using it there, you know, first of all, are are you trying to use it to connect to, like, you know, a database that's on the network? Because, like, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've seen that pattern a lot, right, where people are like, yeah, I'm trying to connect to, like, SQL servers. Like, yeah, you really shouldn't do that directly <laughs> from your app. Like... <laughs> I get maybe there's like enterprise scenarios where you're like, no, it's fine. It's like a, you know, device on the network that's hardened and we're not concerned about leaking client credentials because it's, you know, a constrained thing. Yeah. They might have a hard okay. Cal or something. So everybody's got their
1: own user accounts and permissions, yeah.
0: but, uh... but even that is just like, don't do it. But so for something like SQLite, okay. I get the, the, it you know, desire to use it there but yeah i i think there's still you know that's hopefully something that that team will keep looking at too is can they make it perform better on mobile but generally i would agree avoid it well
1: and how well is it going to really work in aot scenarios right or because they need a lot of deep reflection where expressions are used right so that's what we're talking about is when you get into deep reflection or any type of well admit emit like any reflection emits obviously they don't work on ios so it's the same case with rx it's got a dependency on it yes it can do some really cool kind of reflection and magically pull out some events like it can it can rehook events for you and deal with all the cleanup but Mm -hmm. you also don't need to do it you can just bake that in yourself there's a method to say from event you say here's the allocation here's the deallocation go right Right, Um, right. But you can also just kind of imply it and then it'll go, oh, there must be an event on this object called this. So, okay, it's nice. It saves me a couple lines of code maybe. But do you really need it? I I don't know. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, as I do, um, no, I don't hit those issues.
0: Okay, okay. Um, The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting just looking at the package and stuff is you know, they've built it, uh, to target net six, which is fine. Great. You mm-hmm. know, that's, that's what they did back in the day. Uh, but since then there's been a lot of stuff that has come about in the framework for trimming. Right. So like for net eight, there's a whole bunch of new trimming things to kind of think about. Um, so I, I you know, i would be curious, like, I, I don't, haven't looked at their repository for their issues or anything, but like maybe that's something that's being at least looked at or considered hopefully, uh, Cause that, that can be another thing that, you know, impacts your, your linking in the sense of the app, right. Especially on mobile is, is how well some of that works and fine. If it's a Meg and it doesn't get linked out, you know, maybe not the end of the world, but hopefully that's something that they're, they're looking at too. Cause that, you know, like historically part of the big turnoff for me for reactive was it used to be heavier, right? Like, yep. like you kind of said, oh, I think they've trimmed it down a bit. So, you know, to be fair, like one the size it's at now, probably I wouldn't really think twice too much about. Uh, But back in the day, that was actually a bigger concern because I feel like it used to be five plus at least just for the core stuff at some point. Or like maybe that was the way that it inflated once you fully OT'd on iOS or something like that. Um, But it was at the point, you know, where earlier, longer ago, like size mattered more for apps. It doesn't as much now. And... It was bigger. So like it was just kind of one of those like, oh, do I really want to take the hit? And and the other side of that is because like I'll say, and, and I was actually thinking, you know, we're, we're coming up on kind of end of, of time for this episode. Maybe we can do a dive in on another, maybe it's another full episode or just kind of a bonus episode. Like, how do you start to think about where you can use this in your app? So it, it makes sense for a lot of the cases that you've you've suggested and pointed out if you're reading sensor data or stuff that's like coming at you, you know, frequently, or like the, the text box search example, I think is great. Um, but you know, I, I kind of think through my own app and struggle a little bit to kind of identify where are the places that I would truly benefit from this. And, and I don't want to just try and contrive places that could benefit from it. Um, I want to, you know, see actual value and, and that's kind of the, my hesitation yep. over you know historically t- to to bring this in is like well if i'm only using it for just that search box like eh, yeah well, no that's my fair janky code's good enough right um so i think that's another really interesting part of the conversation is how do you start to kind of look at the way your app is built and find more places where this is actually adding a lot of value
1: don't worry i have tons
0: okay i started i started right. easy though
1: cuz this is this is the one that I think Reactive UI does a good job of selling. Um, there's also great talks. If you're looking for kind of the, the, a person that really does this good talk, he's the guy I've learned to cheat doing technical talks from. His name's Michael Stonis. He does an excellent talk on Reactive Extensions. Um, he does it all in PowerPoint. He's, he's got the most polished PowerPoint. He was the guy that's like, dude, why are you doing live tech demos where Visual Studio could fail? Because I, I have bad luck with demoing technology um something always tends to come along and punch me in the face so he's like you you need to learn anyhow (laughs) he's got a very nice polished set of samples and a very polished powerpoint to look at there is nobody that can sell it better um in my opinion so it's a great talk to listen to but i would love (laughs) the chance to continue to upsell you on i guess it's not upsell right now it's still a sell he still just has sell, that plant cell. He still, he still has that. I don't know, dude, I'm not there yet. And that's all
0: right. I'm still feeling a bit smug about it. Yeah.
1: That's all right. That's all right. Uh, like I said,
0: well, it, well, here, here's what we'll do then. Well, Let, let's, let's plan on an episode and maybe we can, I don't know if we want to do like a, you know, put this more on YouTube or just still try and talk through it. Um, but I'd like to go through my app and, and kind of figure out, yeah, where are the points that maybe I would actually benefit from more of this?
1: Right and and it's now that the challenge can be sometimes too is that it's great for ui like i said reactive ui has some really great things that they do but to me it's it's more wide ranging like i said for bluetooth it's in my opinion there is no better tech to do bluetooth with it's just there's not uh, i'd love to be proven wrong Um, i've tried with some async enumerables it doesn't go well so yeah. It, it it there may also be other use cases that apply to mobile that are outside of UIs. My long-winded way of saying
0: that. Yeah, yeah, fair. All right, well I think, you know, this uh package plugin or product of the week is pretty simple again. Um you know, RX RX U, reactive UI. I guess we can call the full name here. Yeah. Uh, does that I think that's a fair pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> we
1: got two of them this week. Because it, it really, yeah. if you're doing yeah. mobile work,
0: they they kind of go. It's it's like peanut butter and toast, man. They just go together. Well, we can we can talk more about you know reactive UI in that ep- next episode too, right? Fair. I, I also have my concerns with with reactive UI. Too. Oh,
1: I, no, but you're only worried about the Foddy version that I use because I use that Foddy thing. Uh, I don't really need maybe Foddy to get buy with some of the boilerplate, I know what you're focusing yeah, on. No,
0: that's that's not my no, that's not my concern. We'll, it is. It's we'll, all right. continue. He'll he'll bring it back. That's what it is. <laughs> all right. So that that's our picks of the week. Um, I think that that does a pretty good intro. I I don't know that week. I will declare myself sold, but I will say, I'm, maybe, slightly warming up to the possibility of potentially one day in the far future may be considering uh, the idea of almost putting it in my app.
1: Just to be fair, like mean? I said, I've got a screenshot of him saying he's bought into DI. He did say he would never get a gaming computer, and now he's got the ultimate gaming computer with wood paneling. And he has the ultimate gaming it's monitor, great.
0: which he also said he'd never get. So, it's just... So I got to, I got to take a stand somewhere. This is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You just keep chipping away on
1: him and eventually he'll give in. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'll get you there. I'll get you
0: there. All right. Well, we don't have a winner yet, but I think that does it for this week. Thank you for, for your best efforts at, you know, trying to move that needle a little bit and, uh, I'm not done. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, (laughs) to be continued. We'll catch you all next time. Thanks again for listening again. You know, if you can, uh, give us a, like or subscribe wherever the things are where you get your podcasts leave us a review on apple Podcasts is always super helpful uh if you have a show topic or you want to give us some feedback or you want to tell alan that he's wrong you can send <laughs> us an email at show at io or hit our website you know drop us a line on one of the social medias that kind of thing thank you all for listening we'll catch you next time